DJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on, the rising wind, we're going up around the Good morning, America. Good morning, world. Trying to pull up my uh, stuff here on one of the computers and uh, having, you know, issues for whatever reason. But You know, after your big birthday, you can't do all that techie stuff anymore. Man, I guess I'm just, one I'm of just us too oldies. old. I'm not cool anymore, you know? I passed the cool age. Cool age? Cool age. Um, cool age. Cool age. You're going to have to just, uh, you know, gracefully enter that age now, Cody Ryan. Uh, but you'll hey, be smarter. And by like the way, just getting back down to business. Uh, okay. Beefsteak, the email you just sent me Don't a little worry. while, a few minutes ago. Don't worry Literally, about it. you replied to the email that, that has the information that you were looking speaking for. Speaking of non-techie, yes. The information I was looking for, you had sent in the email that I sent back to you that said, where's the information? Right, right, right. And you didn't go and go, hey, old man, don't you see I it right there? going to. I bet you were. Yeah. Any chance. Uh, hey, welcome. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. Yes, yeah, just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home right here every Sunday morning live from 7 to 9 a.m. Or you can catch us on the podcast around the world. Looking at some of those stats again the other day. It's so funny to see where people listen to the show around the world. You I know. know. When we when China pops up, you're like, whoa, what are they doing? Yeah, I'm going to block them, I think. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my name's Cody Ryan, and I'm your host sitting in with me. Beefsteak, I oh, would say as always, but yeah, uh, as sometimes every now and then he comes in and hangs out. Wow. And then, uh, I knew I was going right? to get it. I, I mean, I, I, uh, I mean, come on. We go. I mean, 
All right, so right? last weekend, I had a good excuse. of The Disco family reunion came into town, and everybody just dunked into my house. We had about 14 Jack, people. Jack of all trades is sitting there twisting uh, wires. Isn't Jack in the house? Yes, Isn't that he right? is. He, uh, he was. I think he went to the little boys to to the urinal or that bucket uh, we have in the corner, you know. Well, Jack <laughs> makes things happen here on the on the show, and uh, so TJ is not here. Right, he is in the wilderness of Alaska. He's doing alone and afraid show. No, I'm kidding. I, you know, he a, probably would, wouldn't he? He probably he would. would. We've actually talked about it and, uh, not, I mean, not about actually doing that show or whatever, but that one's probably the worst for me just being alone for that long. Those I, people just, they go too long on that deal. You'd start talking to yourself. It would be just a horrible, horrible thing. You'd be, a well, uh, we were thinking the uh, that part, I wouldn't mind like being alone. I wouldn't mind, but then. You know, when you have a family and a wife and a kid, those are the things you miss, you know? Yeah, but, I but think at that we, point. when we did that deep dive into it, uh, I think they said past day 89, uh, the, the most intense feeling is being alone, that nobody is around. Yeah. You don't get Well, to- anyway, TJ is not alone. He's at a summer camp. He's helping with a camp, a summer camp there in... Now, uh, this Alaska. isn't just like a little camp where I think people, you know, you think of those where you paddle around a little bit and, you know, yeah, do nah. these little uh, camp day things. This is in the freaking mountains of Alaska. Did you see yeah. that bush plane that he took a picture yeah, of? Yeah, float, float, float plane. A float plane. Yeah. Yeah. And a big old mountain in the background and all this crazy stuff. I mean, he's in it for real. He's yeah. in the tundra. In the agri- then, tundra. then did you did you see he you know the biggest worry I think as you know he's older sixties <laughs> you know and but I get this like I completely get this is the unknown right you're going to this situation he's going to help with the different camp with a summer camp a kids camp and it's in the wilderness of Alaska you know the, the unknown the, of knowing where you're going to stay where you're going to sleep like how all that's set up. Right, but yeah, I applaud the... him for that. Don't I mean? Here's a guy who directs extreme summer camps for Kids Outdoor Zone. Has come right. up with them, drive, but he's willing to kind of submit or go under the authority of someone else to learn and to uh, help out and to, you know engage well, and expand. I, I get, yeah, I mean all that absolutely. At the same time, the thing that I, as the son of, and <laughs> you know is the comfort deal, you know, like, is he going to be stuck in this remote area, miserable, uncomfortable, not able to get me sleep and all that. And then he sent a picture of his little cabin with this book on his bed. And <laughs> it's a little cozy, like perfect log cabin esque feel to it. So oh, yeah, I was thinking, you know, hopefully he doesn't get stuck in like a screened in porch with you know nine kids you know that he's required to watch over or something oh man where he doesn't get any sleep you know i don't think so no no it doesn't look like that he's got that deal so you were asking me about 
uh, my boating experience? Well, I wanted to, I definitely wanted to get into this, to the story. So you had the, uh, annual family reunion. Yep. Right. And I feel like, I feel like beefsteak, I feel like you have about six family reunion reunions a year <laughs> where everybody comes to your house. And I want to know how, like, how is this? And you live in a little house in a neighborhood and. How, when is this going to stop? Like you, the insanity of having everybody stay at your house, right? You mean to treat it like it's a Airbnb, a vacay.com. I mean, where they how many in? people in one house? I want to know. 14. <laughs> you don't live in a, Dude. you know, a, you don't live in a seven bedroom, no, uh, 14 bath house yeah but you know how i do it man i you know i've got in upstairs in the game room i've got two sets of bunk beds along with a uh a queen bed all set up in that extra room for like housing people extra room it's a game room it's not like there's <laughs> doors or a closet like nothing it's a big open space that's utilized just like a, a just like a koz camp it's, might as well be a living room it's you know Set up like a, it's a living room. Everybody yeah. can walk through it. Everybody can eat like. Well, uh. th this year when we, when they left, I, uh, my wife and I hinted to them that I think we ought to go take a break and go back to the Smoky Mountains for a year or two. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't hint anything. <laughs> it would never happen. I wouldn't have to hint. It's the annual invasion is what I'm starting to call it. Yeah. But, you know, it's good to see everybody. You know, they planned. I want to tell you, my wife planned a birthday outing for four months that I had no idea about. I know. And I, I heard. I showed up on. Uh, I was going to take everybody out fishing. You know, I had, we had that whole thing about me launching downtown right under the. Pennybacker Bridge on yeah, and how know, terrible of an idea it was, and how great I thought it was, and well, they talked yeah. me out of that because they said, "Well, we're actually going to have a picnic over at McKinney Falls, and we want you to be there." So we ended up going out to my buddy Phil's place in Bastrop and uh, fishing on his ponds out there, mm -hmm. and um, and they were like, "You got to be back by." I kept pushing it. I was texting her, going, "Hey, we're having too much fun catching too many fish. We're going to be another hour," and they said. You know, we just can't wait another hour. Uh, you've got to be here, and they just set a time. <laughs> so I show yeah. up, and everybody is. When I pulled in, I should have known something, Cody. When I pulled in to McKinney, it's a state park, and they said, "Okay, what are you doing?" There? I said, "Oh, uh, my wife told me we're going over to the dining area," and she goes, "Oh yeah." Uh, she turned around, shut the door, reopened it, and went, "Okay, you can just go." And I thought, wow, this is our lucky day. We didn't have to pay entrance fees. Wow, this is great. And my wife called me right before that and said, hey, they're not using the dining hall, the great big, you know, 250 outdoor pavilion. They're not using it. They said we could use it for our little family thing. Well, all right. So anyways, I show up and there is uh, one of the, Roland, one of our, our buddies, KOZ, had 
cook like five huge briskets. They were all set up with music. They were set up with uh, games and sumo wrestling. Oh, yeah. Sumo wrestling. Yeah, where you get in those outfits, those great big round outfits. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We went, we threw down out there on that. (sighs) And all kinds of redneck games, horseshoes and all that. But the bad part, Cody, I had no idea this was happening until I showed up. And one of my friends, uh, Phil, who who is a lieutenant at KOZ and does all the all the planning for us and takes care of our group, he had been planning this with my my wife has been planning it with his help and another guy's help and another guy's help, all of them, and I had no clue. And he told me, man, I was wondering, I was so scared you were going to see my text to your wife back and forth. <laughs> and I said, does that say something about me? And they're like, well, you know, you ought to think about your wife's a really good liar or, you know, maybe she's <laughs> too good at it. And uh, I said, I'm just, you know, trusting and that kind of relationship where I had no clue. I'm not looking for that, you know. And so Man. anyways, they had it was uh, it was one of those uplifting where your soul gets regenerated because you know and understand that there's a, there's a lot of people that do care. And more, more interesting, there are like five streams of people in my, in, in my life. You know what they say in that movie, don't cross the streams, you know, in Ghostbuster. <laughs> well, and, okay, move along, carry oh, on. Oh, man. Well, all the five streams of my life between work and radio and KOZ and church and all these people, they all... They all came together in one right. spot. And it's like, okay, what's going to happen? We just crossed all these streams. Is it going to blow up? But it didn't. It was, it was pretty cool how that happened. The one thing I didn't do, which I was supposed to do, was, was see me. No, take oh. them down to uh, McBride's. I was supposed oh, to go yes. down there. And, and I, I'll tell you, Beefsteak, I, I didn't. Uh, I was. I had scheduled to. Uh, Show see up. my niece uh-huh. for the very first time, uh, my little brother's daughter for the very first time that day, and so I chose her over you, beefsteak. Sorry, well, there you go. I had I had either go <laughs> south and go see beefsteak for his birthday, or go north and see TJ was there. my niece for the first time. So TJ was there, just saying. You know, I know everybody in my life, that's but he important. likes you more. You know, he likes you more. more than more than I do. Oh, okay. No, let, let, let's get real. <laughs> All right, it's time to get real in this hour. I was trying <laughs> to joke with you, and then you didn't get it, and you had to ask me. It's like asking for the punchline or whatever didn't work. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what does work though: McBride's guns. They work on beefsteaks' guns and tighten his scopes down on his rifles and do that whole thing all for him. Right there with the way society's pounding on our rights to own guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shops and the ones we trust with our constitutional rights is McBride's Guns. They're an Austin family-owned and operated full-service firearm dealer. They've got a gunsmith on site. they got coins, you know, with the way world is going. You know, coins may be a good option. You hear about it all the time. Uh, you'll find McBride's in the same place it's been for years, right there at the corner of 30th and Lamar. You give them a call, 512-472-3532. You can check them out online, 
McBridesGuns.com because McBride's Guns, well, they're our hometown gun shop. So happy belated birthday, Beefsteak. Thank you. On the flip side, we will talk fishing. And, uh, man, I guess you didn't get the boat out again. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Uh, a whole another all your favorite segments coming up. It's the Outdoor Zone live at the Buckhouse 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. And, uh, yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but I call it home every Sunday morning. We call it home every Sunday morning right here. Uh, you catch us live, or you can catch us on our podcast on the, all of your favorite podcast platforms. Hey, it's the season of Ram, and it gets even better at Nile Maxwell Supercenter in Austin. Right now, you can get 2.9% financing for 72 months on all 2023 ram 1500 lone star or crew caps there's only one name to remember when it comes to getting a great deal on a ram the nile maxwell super center in austin trucks loads of 2023s are showing up every day you can get you can check out their entire lineup uh right there at the shop or online nile maxwell supercenter.com the best selection and Niles promise to beat any competitor's price. Go see our friends, the experts in Central Texas at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. That's at 620 and 183 in Austin or online anytime at Nile Maxwell Supercenter.com. That whole online thing when it mm -hmm. comes to vehicles, I mean, I dig it. Oh, yeah. You can find the exact vehicle. You can do the whole, I think the last couple of vehicles I'd done the whole thing online before i even showed up especially when you live out in a compound way out in the woods where you can't get into town like yeah you well i don't know i don't live out in the woods okay or how long does yeah. it take you to get to civilization 11 minutes uh i doubt that it does you... i get to town in 11 minutes i get to two different towns in 11 minutes yeah, that's pretty good, actually. 11 miles is 11 minutes here in the country. So you're saying it's just far enough away. Yeah, it's perfect. You can get to, uh, yeah, you get anywhere. And, and how many, the, the amount of miles it is, is the amount of minutes it takes to get there. Because traffic is. Try, is try and get into a major city, metropolitan, and try and get anywhere Try and get 26 miles away. How long does it take you? An hour and a half? So you're trying to tell me you don't use Waze or any of those apps to try to figure out the best way to get somewhere no. around traffic. Mileage, and mileage equals minutes out here, baby. I love it. That's good. 11 miles, 11 minutes. Hey, uh, the Bassmaster Tournament Series, Elite Series, is going on right now at the Sabine River. 
I just find it an interesting tournament each and every time they go there. I fished the Sabine River a couple times there. It's Orange, Texas, uh, on the border of Louisiana. They're not allowed to fish Louisiana waters, so it's all Texas waters. Uh, and the weigh-in has been outrageous with the amount of people showing up in Orange, Texas. But the final day happening in uh, on the Sabine River, weights are just crazy, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like... Some of the smallest weights you will ever see and, and potentially has the opportunity to be the smallest winning weight in history in Bassmaster history. Guys weighing in six pounds, eight pounds, five pounds. Uh you mean for limits. a total bag? They're getting yes. that? Yeah. Five, six, eight pounds. Yeah. Man, I should have gone there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, you know, the interesting part, I fished the Sabine twice in tournaments, and I think I weighed in six pounds each day one time and eight pounds each day the next time. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's all relative. Like, meaning, you know, uh, eight to ten pounds is solid, solid bag. Everybody's doing a giant that. bag. It's part of it. It's lake. the mainstream. It's what everybody else, it's what everybody else is doing, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it all it's all you know, it's it's not like you caught five pounds and everybody else caught twenty five pounds. <laughs> so interesting place to say the least. Uh I love the fishing there though. It's I really do. When you kinda it's kinda grimy. Really? <laughs> it's like and there's you- some areas that are like really uh what do you say? Like, uh, kind of like oil field, like yeah, tankers. there's a big refinery over there, right? Oh, there's and- refineries, like your fictional barge tie-ups, you know, <laughs> big gnarly metal rusted things. And, and, uh, and then you can go to areas that you honestly feel like nobody, potentially no human has ever been to before, like <laughs> ever seen or been to, like you're the first, you feel like, either if you're first human to ever walk the area, it, it, then I like that, if you're, by the way, I do like that yeah, too. That's strange. And enough. then if you're, if you're wild enough, uh, a couple of only, I think only two guys this time, uh, actually went to Houston. You can go across the Galveston Bay. Uh, and then there's some canals in Houston, uh, from the Sabine river, uh, and, you I mean you two can guys actually made get that on trek. That? It's a couple hours each way. You can actually do that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, pretty wild. That's and it's where, uh, almost or it may have been one over there one time or it was in second, you know, the guy that got second or something was over there. But anyway, uh so only a couple guys did that this this time, but uh good luck to those guys that are fishing today. Our buddy Clark Winlet is sitting in third going into uh the right. final day today. That's so awesome. Check that out at Bassmaster.com uh, if it's still going on. If you're listening to this live, another kind of big story in the fishing world that you sent me, uh, you sent me the news to as well uh, that I read earlier this week. Toby Keith acquires Lucky Strike Lures. You know, but I was very- going to ask your opinion on whether you think that's a bad news. That people well, like that are getting into it, and will it change that industry? Well, so so Lucky Strike Lures has kind of been uh, 
picking up steam just the last couple of years again. It's an iconic old brand, you know, from back in the day. And then much of my time, at, you know, in the fishing world, it, it was not a, it was not a brand that anybody did anything with or anybody list, you know, uh, it just wasn't a brand that I used in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, I guess, just because it wasn't innovative. It wasn't growing. It wasn't, it just wasn't one of the main brands that was taken off. Now I, I, in the last few years though, I've noticed there's some stuff they're coming out with that's innovative, cool, you know, the right colors, the right looks. It's starting to like it was it's starting to really be some good looking stuff, some cool stuff. And I have some of it now. Some of these, you know, new stuff that they have. So uh and then Toby Keith comes in and acquires it. So it so was uh they, they have some history I was reading about uh, Jimmy oh Houston, goodness. right? Jimmy yeah. Houston. So, dude, that's pretty big endorsement. How many? How many years did did he run it on his show? Is that yeah? What he did? No, absolutely. Jimmy Houston uh, endorsed by the uh, Freshwater Hall of Famer Jimmy Houston, and operated by Sporting Goods Industries Jeff Williams, General Manager, and Todd Hempen, Operations Manager. The company is relaunching this summer with a new focus on its traditional American-made division in Greenwood, Arkansas, while maintaining the current assortment sold nationwide, as well as a new slogan, an American original since 1970. You probably like that. They've got a lot of history. Uh, it's just it's cool to see someone outside of the fishing industry in my opinion, join the fishing industry, hmm. right? You know, come into the fishing industry. It brings in yeah. new fans. It brings in new eyes. It's kind of like a whiskey Myers sponsoring one of the Bassmaster elite guys, you know, down the side of his boat. Uh, uh, Lee Livesey, you know, Texas guy here, uh, whiskey Myers, a band uh, sponsors him. And it brings in just another set of eyes, a, a new, any, anytime we can get new eyes and, 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 uh, you know, new fans in the fishing world is a good thing, right? I call it the world's most popular sport. When fishing I, is. when I read this, I thought, I wonder if he's going to start incorporating like wrapping his guitar or the drum set. <laughs> right the sponsors lucky like lucky e you know lucky strike and you know all that stuff like your boat and the pros wearing the patches and like yourself you know and he's oh gonna goodness. he's gonna start gearing up like that wouldn't that be cool yeah i mean i think you gotta start thinking about other things you know is he looking to find something to retire to oh, is he just adding yeah. it to his portfolio mm -hmm. you know he's done touring the music world I don't know. I don't know how any of that stuff goes or what, what the idea is here, whether he just saw the opportunity, made it an offer, and, you know. Well, I feel for y'all that uh, the professional fishermen where you've got to make choices on what you use and what really works for you, and, you know, do you get a sponsor in it? Do you use a whole boat, anything you want? 
I mean, I, I can't imagine making that choice. With, yeah, with that's, deer. that stuff is coming has changed a lot, especially in the last few years with bass with live coverage, right? Uh-huh. Major League Fishing, the series I fish, we have live coverage. Uh the Bassmasters obviously have live coverage. All of these places have live coverage. And you can't you can't say you're fishing with one thing and be fishing with another. Yeah. <laughs> so uh one thing also that you can't do is go without protecting your family. And I protect my family with Altrua HealthShare. Finding affordable, top-quality healthcare options can be tricky for a sportsman or entrepreneurs, those maybe who are self-employed. But Altrua HealthShare, they're a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. Altrua HealthShare is not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing costs. It's a health care sharing ministry. Basically, members each month contribute to a membership escrow, and then eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow. It's literally that simple. I have my family covered by it. I wouldn't do health care any other way, I'm telling you, than a health share program. And Altrua is who I choose. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org. Altrua Health Share, where we care. For one another. News of the Weird coming up. It's the Outdoor Zone live at the Bunkhouse 24 7, 365. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com. Hello, I'm Forrest Dale Wood, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. It's finally here. Today's the day I had a 12.50 yards away. But I got a different kind of hunting on my mind. I got my baby up in my dear blind. Right. Welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. But we call it home every Sunday morning right here from 7 to 9 a.m. I'm Cody Ryan, your host, sitting in with me this morning is uh, jack of all trades and of course everyone's favorite a crowd favorite beef steak <sighs> where's the beef where's the beef where's the yeah. beef hey can i talk to you about son automotive this morning go ahead on <laughs> you know everybody at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired i had one on the side of the road this weekend and it can be hard to find a mechanic you trust So we use our friends at Sun Auto Service. Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. Each and every person at Sun Automotive works hard to demonstrate that they take pride in what they do. And we want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs or you get caught on the side of the road like I did. Hey, you want to go visit them or want to have something towed there? Mine is 405 West Slaughter Lane. That's where that's the Sun Auto Service I go to. But they also have 1300 Medical Parkway, Cedar Park, and 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Those are the local ones. They have some in the United States. Just need to go check out their website at sunautoservice.com. Follow them. On Facebook, for great maintenance tips and specials every week, go to sunautoservice.com. That's time for this week's News of the Weird. Huh? 
Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. So, uh, <laughs> earlier this month, Wichita Falls officials announced they were doing battle with a familiar foe, the cattle egret. <laughs> I just call it egrets. Right? You got those out there where you are all over, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I like them. The I fields. mean, I like seeing them egrets. Uh, you've probably seen the one before, even if you didn't know its name. It's a tall white bird. Perching yep. on the backs of cattle, <laughs> dining on the swarm of insects stirred up by the herd. The migratory bird lives in Mexico and Central America year-round and uses Texas as a breeding ground each spring before the state's summer turns into a swelter. Wichita Falls, a city of 103,000, located on the Red River that blessedly separates Texas from Oklahoma. I don't know why the article says that. <laughs> uh, has been a popular egret hangout for years. The birds are persona non grata for the city officials and the top brass at Shepherd Air Force Base, which hosts an international pilot training program and shares regional airport with Wichita Falls. That's because egrets have the unfortunate tendency to fly across local airfields in search of food, putting them in the paths of departing and arriving aircraft. As you might guess, birds and planes are not a match made in heaven hmm. or even in the airspace slightly below it. Um, you remember local officials yeah. have worked hard to keep the birds away from aircraft in subsequent years, enlisting various techniques to shoo them away from the areas. Wichita Falls Director of Aviation says, uh, among these tools are noise-making devices, such as propane cannons. <laughs> this is the part that I yeah. thought was very interesting. Me too, me too, yeah. Propane cannons, what is that? I think it's where they, you know, where you, they put out propane into a cylinder, right? And then you ignite it. You've never done that before? Phil? Well, I mean, I've seen it on Joe Dirt. Doesn't he shoot <laughs> bottle rockets into it? It's no, like, that's a, no. a five-gallon bucket of gasoline or something. Right, but it, it, it that when you light it or you snap a little bit of uh, flick, um, a couple of a flame, by it, it makes a really nasty whooshing noise. Uh, they've like tried that. they've tried pyrotechnics to keep the egrets away from the airport. Can you imagine uh, what that is? Like pyrotechnics? That's just fireworks, right? Yeah, I, I think it's fireworks, but it probably is more like a rock show. You know where they have the yeah. you know spink the sprinklers or you know all that kind of haze and mist and things that are flying all around. That's what I thought of it. Uh, along with habitat removal, and in the most extreme cases, uh, live ordinance. ordinance. <laughs> you know, I was trying to define that in my head. Do you think they drop? They go for the Shepherd Air Force Base, does a flyover. Uh, yeah, 9-4, we got our egrets on uh, lane 7 Bring it. Yep, drop it. It's hot. 
<laughs> do you think they do that, or you think live yeah. ordinance means like tannerite and a little bug, and then shoot the tannerite, and you get a whole bunch of egrets all at one time? I don't know, man. I don't. I thought it was like highly illegal to kill an egret too. I mean, I guess if you're an airport, you can do whatever you want, right? Yeah, but I mean, think about it. Um, that remember that movie Sully, right? That was right. a bird strike. I mean, in and all the difficulties and problems that people have uh, with that, it's it's like that background fear that pilots have, right? I mean, in jets at least. Texas airports reported 1,400 wildlife strikes in 2022, according to the Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, uh, which tracks and indicates in all 50 states. Most strikes happen during the day, and about half occur from the months of July to October. The agency says the number of strikes is increasing, and it has... Um, uh, approaching here. Anyway. Yeah, I just thought that was crazy. I mean, those are statistics that I didn't realize. July to October, I guess there's a lot of migrations that happen. So it's, I think it's the spring break. <laughs> 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 they come and migrate and mate, you know, <laughs> looking for trouble. 1,400 uh, wildlife strikes in 2022, though. Does that seem like a lot or not, not a no, lot? No, that seems like a lot. I mean, I've heard, you know, not just birds. That's the worst one. But, I mean, they got coyotes and wild hogs and i'm i'm sure they mean all that kind of wildlife right yeah i guess don't you think the san antonio here in texas the san antonio airport system is one of only the uh, one of the only airport systems in the nation that employs a full-time wildlife biologist which i thought was kind of cool yeah and how do you get that job marcus mac macamella macamel has had the job since 2009. He's had his hands full. Once he had to catch a, um, I, I don't even know what that is. A Renus McHugh? Isn't, isn't that the uh, bird, that big bird? I have no idea. That looks like what a, that is. a parrot? An ostrich? I don't know. Any day I come to work, it's never the same, he says. The airport system can counts approximately 100 wildlife strikes a year, though only one or two of them uh, is due to serious damage. So 1,400 across the nation. You got a wildlife guy in San Antonio, and he still gets 100 of those 1,400 incidences oh my gosh it's a Did monkey i read that right it's a monkey oh it is a monkey yeah <laughs> it, it's a species of old world monkey it's crazy they're hey, probably not legal huh i don't know how they got dropped in there apparently they hang all over everything and run all around and cause really big problems huh that's a that's a standard monkey, I think. You know, when I doubted Southwest Research. Kind of sounds like a beefsteak as a young boy. Arenas <laughs> McNew. But uh, no, Southwest... just your description of what they do. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I have been described like that. So Southwest Research down in San Antonio, I got to visit them. They do experiments with monkeys. They put them in situations 
for space travel or for all kinds of interesting. I didn't know that was still a thing. Well, we don't want PETA. PETA's probably listening, and now they're going to go, we're going down there. And anyways. There's... Yeah, you probably weren't supposed to. You signed a silence agreement. You wouldn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm thinking yeah. maybe they were escapees, and they got into, you know, the San Antonio airport. I think some little old lady or somebody has it as a pet, and it was a baggage claim. He said he was chasing it around baggage claim. Somebody had it in a crate, and. It reached its little hand through there and unlocked the crate. Oh, right, right, right. Man, you're making up a good story. I like that one. <laughs> no, but, I mean, didn't that make for the perfect movie, you know, the monkey escape and getting out it's of it? It's already happened. It's happened here in Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, down the, what is it? Oh, the, no, we don't want to get TJ started on the spider monkey, as he talks about. There is. There's an escaped from uh, lab monkeys, escaped lab monkeys in the hill country. I'm serious. I don't There's know. game cam photos of them. They're everywhere. Well, maybe they're in search of an airport. There's probably a lot so, to do there. A lot of things to run around and hang on. But can you think, I mean, how'd you like to be a wildlife biologist? You want that job is what you're saying? You think that would be cool? No, I just, I just think it's a cush job. Do you remember? Do you remember when we uh, interviewed that guy that was the wildlife biologist for uh, Kent Mabry in Austin? I don't no. know if you remember that, but yeah. And he goes, "People don't know this, but we there's a large population of wildlife, and it's right there in Austin, right along Mopac. You know? Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. and he said, "Yeah, we got to go out. We got to get rid of a lot of deer every year. Not many people drive through there going, hmm. Well, you know." They're killing deer and having to right-size the herd out there and all the wildlife. Oh, I think about it. I think about it all the time. Little nice night, urban deer, baby. I'll tell you honey. what else is uh, something I think about is protecting your money and having a safe place to, to put money these days. Seems like it's uh, a real concern. One thing we don't worry about is our friends over at Keystone Bank. Experience the value of community banking where local matters come join the bank of choice for austin community members families and entrepreneurs where keystone bank founded by jeff wilkinson and his team operated right there in austin texas by locals just like you that's why we're so invested in our community and its success the local relationship-based service sets them apart and let me tell you i've had issues where uh, i needed something transferred or moved over or uh something done with you know, my finances there and I call Keystone Bank. I talk to a human being. They take care of the issue or problem I'm having or uh, transferring the money that I needed transferred over to a different account. Bada boom, bada bang, it's done because I talk to a human and it gets done. <laughs> that is so important to me when it comes to dealing with my money these days, especially. My money. To learn more. <laughs> or uh, get started with a Keystone account. Visit one of their locations in person, 11500 BKs Road in West Austin, 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin, 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas, or just go to their website, keystone.bank, for all of their information. All right, coming up, we'll wrap up the first hour of your favorite outdoor show right here, the number one outdoor radio show in all of the world. 24-7-365. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com.
I'm Randall Tharp and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. All right, welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. Yes, just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. But we call it home uh, every Sunday morning right here. That's right. And uh, I'm Cody Ryan, your host, sitting in with me. Beefsteak. Oh, yeah. And um, Jack of all trades back there, making it happen, bringing it to you right here. Uh, Let me tell you about parts for you. Maybe this is something uh, Beefsteak should listen to beefsteak yeah. <sighs> alert alert yes check out our friends at partsview.com i was a customer long before i was uh representing them here on the show but partsview.com is p-a-r-t-s-v-u.com they're a one-stop shop for all your boating needs go there they've got uh Full catalogs of genuine OEM, Yamaha, Mer- uh, Mercury, Suzuki, Abhord, Maracruz, or Stern Drive parts and products. They've got all kinds of accessories for all your boating needs. All, anything you could ever think of, check out Parts View for all of your boating boating needs. Maybe your neighbor has a boat that you uh, get to partake in from time to time and you want to, you know, bling it up or uh, maybe get some good cleaning, you know cleaning solution some star bright and uh help him out help him keep that thing shiny because you get the luxury of using it or you know if you're like beefsteak and you take out your boat once a year you still got to do <laughs> yearly maintenance on it because you don't want that one time a year trip to be just absolutely miserable with you know having to break down and having things to fix and all that so go see our friends at partsview.com for all of your boating needs, over 200,000 products saved. Save some money with Outdoor Zone 10. Outdoor Zone 10, that is not case sensitive. Outdoor Zone 10 saves you $10 off $100 or more. Uh, go see our friends, partsview.com, P-A-R-T-S-V-U.com. I'm going there today and doing it. All right. I'm doing I, it. I dare you. Game yeah. Warden Field Notes. Maybe. <laughs> there we go. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true game warden field notes. All right. So I know I kind of just threw that over there to Jack. Sorry. But yeah. I didn't like there wasn't like any smooth transition. I just said it out of the side of my mouth Zing. randomly that it was game more field notes time. So did a good job of fault. catching it. Uh first of all, first of all, this article, it's not directly uh related to game wardens necessarily or Texas game wardens. Uh, you know, we do we kind of do a whole spectrum of either park rangers or park, you know, stuff like that. So uh, first of all, this article that you sent to me was terribly written. Many, many errors. There's a word, and it's been driving me crazy for the last couple of months. There's a word for this th- this idea that I'm not even going in the article yet. The idea that 
we can read an article in a newspaper, right? I heard this on on the Meat Eater podcast. It's not original thought. This is something I stole from Meat Eater podcast. This thought. Nothing. But is there's new. okay. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, and I need to know what the word is. It's driving me crazy. It's been months. What this word is. So if you l- open up a newspaper and you read an article about a subject that you know a lot about, and you know that the article is misleading, bias, wrong. Yeah. Um, but then you flip the page and you read an article about something you don't know about and you take it as a hundred percent truth. In fact, got it. Knowing that the subject you do know something about was not correct, but yet everything else in the newspaper you take as being fully correct. So it's how you, uh, how you gauge it and what scrutiny you put it under and what you, no, I think it's what you, it's kind of hard to explain. It's like, no, I, I know fully about understand. this subject and I know it, I know you're wrong in this subject. Right. When I read this article, because you have some knowledge because you understand knowledge in that. And then you read the rest of the newspaper and you take that for truth when other people that may be, you know, professionals or uh, knowledgeable in those subjects may see scrutiny, may be able to scrutinize it as not being correct 100%, just like you did in the one subject you know. Yeah, but what, isn't that up to the writer to, to set up? the theater, the stage for what they, the, the idea that they want to present. Like I've looked into this. But it this. shouldn't this be in a the news reason. situation. That's what I'm saying. A news article should not be that way. I think we've forgotten oh. what news versus opinion writing is, right? That So you're saying that they've mixed together and that the headlines and that. There is no difference. Is, Everything is, is opinion. Their opinion. Everything is opinion right. Written. slanted towards whatever they're trying the to agenda deliver is of that writer of that writer or that network or whatever it happens every to everything i can find in every single article that every single article is opinion bias now every single article so is opinion is it the bias. problem that the writers are getting uh are getting lazy or do you think that, that i think it's a lost i think it's a lost cause I don't think we have any such thing as a true journalism anymore. Investigative reporting, things like that is, or, or is there just not a platform for it anymore? No, it's, there's plenty of platforms for it. All right, let's get in the story. Let's get in the story. So this is opinion written based. (laughs) I, I shouldn't even have to say that. It's not a news article or it's not a, it's just, it is what it is. A poorly written story. Uh, wow. And and I and I kind of have mixed thoughts on this whole scenario. Well, Did tell us what it is. Baby bison euthanized after being handled by Yellowstone guest, rejected by the herd. Right. Okay. A photo shared by the National Park Service shows a park visitor attempting to help a stranded bison calf reunite with its herd. The plan ultimately ended in the animals cha- ended the animals' chance of survival. See, that's opinionated. The you don't know that writer doesn't know that that plan ultimately ended the animal's chance of survival. Well, he's saying because he was euthanized. He's saying he, he making that a he's saying that plan. This guy touched this bison, and 
that's and the animal died because of that. No, the animal died because of euthanization, because somebody else touched the animal. Anyway, Yellowstone National Park Rangers euthanized a newborn bison calf after a visitor touched the animal, trying to help it catch up with the herd. The National Park Service said on Tuesday, the herd had been crossing the Lamar River on Saturday evening when the calf got separated from its mother on the riverbank, according to a press release from the agency. A man observing the scene approached the animal with apparent rescue intentions. As the calf struggled, the man pushed the calf up the river and onto the roadway. Visitors later observed the calf walking up to fellow uh, to follow cars and people. The rangers later euthanized the calf saying its persistence in approaching cars posed a hazard to the guest. MPS is investigating the incident and asked Park, uh, asking the public to share any information uh, to a tip line. The agency has yet to identify the man behind the incident, describing him as a white male in his 40s to 50s wearing a blue shirt and black pants. <laughs> That's probably 90% of the visitors. Pending the outcome of the investigation, he could be charged with Class B misdemeanors, including disturbing wildlife, disorderly conduct, and approaching wildlife, according to the Morgan Wharton, a spokesperson for the Yellowstone National Park. If found guilty, the man faces up to six months in jail, $5,000 fine. Hmm. Yellowstone requires visitors to stay at least 25 yards from its Two breeding bison herds, which collectively contained 5,900 animals last count in 2022. Listen, the bison herd crossed the day before. Oh my gosh, we have to take a break. I know. Oh we. You want to bring this up in the top of the hour? We can finish. Yeah, this. we'll bring it up. We'll we'll close this whole thought out. I because I have a thought on this. Right. I, I do. I do too. Whole... And I think it actually peels into. Helping humans and humans getting involved, and it's oh my a whole story. All right, hey, we'll take a break. On the flip side, we'll start the hour off talking uh, bison. I'll tell you my point, uh, my take on this deal. Beefsteak will tell you his take on this mm-hmm. deal. Plus, we got all your favorite segments. Still got the Peter Report, Armed Citizens Report, all that more. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. Catch us 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. When that sun is high in that Texas sky.